Genesis House and the Friends in Recovery podcast are proud to bring you Answering the Call, the first responder podcast. Join your hosts, Mike the Podfather and Jersey Ed, as they address the real issues in health and wellness for first responders. From physical and mental health to relationships and work-life balance, we leave no stone unturned. Answering the Call, the first responder podcast is available on Facebook, Podbean, iTunes, and YouTube, as well as iHeartRadio. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Now, here are your friends in recovery answering the call. Welcome to Answering the Call, First Responders Podcast. I am the Podfather, Mike Miles, and I'm here hey, with... Hi, guys. Jersey Ed. Jersey Ed. Uh, taking Jersey the, taking the, the back seat in the cop car today. Right. And of course, we... <laughs> we always I like, like that one? Yeah, we always like to mention uh, being sponsored by FirstNet, built by AT and T, right? Ed? I mean, absolutely, absolutely. They 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 uh, they have hit a home run with us, and we have been hit a home run with them. And uh, we like, you know, we like to thank FirstNet, built by AT and T. And uh, you'll hear their commercial stick through, you know, stick through the commercial because we also talk about good stuff on the other side of commercial too. So, Podfather, um, who do we have on as a guest today? Just give us a well, teaser here, and we'll okay. give you some phone numbers and bring them in. If you could look over my, hold on, over my left shoulder, way in the back, you might see a picture of my good friend, Tom Fleming. We've been friends for about 40 years. Um, Tom was a sergeant on the Lowell Police Department before he retired. Um, Many, many accomplishments, um, personally and professionally. He ran um, police academy for over 20 years. Uh, when I say ran, he was the director of a police academy for a, a couple of them, actually, over 20 years. Trained literally thousands of police officers throughout Massachusetts. Um, I don't know anybody that worked harder, that not just worked harder, but, you know, Tom was the, <clears throat> Tom was the type of police officer that he, you'd want to follow him. He was a leader, into, I, like an indigenous leader as well, but he was also... Mm-hmm somebody that walked the walk. In other words, physical fitness was his thing. Nobody Mm. was going to outrun him in the academy. (laughs) All these young guys came in when he was in his 40s and 50s, and they thought they were going to shine. And he'd start him off on a mile run, two Mm. miles. Next thing you know, they're doing eight, nine, ten miles. Everybody's (laughs) sucking wind but Tommy. And he'd be running back and forth, getting everybody in line. And, you know, and that just emanates respect up and down uh, every academy class. close friend. When I started my recovery 34 years ago, I didn't have a lot of people that were sticking around that were helping me out, but him and his wife, Jean, were right there for me. Mm. Um, Tom has five children, all very successful. He has two sons, both graduated from West Point. And uh, yeah, tours of duty. Um, He has three daughters that are all very successful. Um, uh, Just a great grandchildren. He has grandchildren. (laughs) He's got it all. But you know what? I don't know anybody that's worked harder and that gave more to law enforcement than Tom Fleming. And I mean that because not only did he, not only did he support the, the uh, people in Lowell, the civilians in Lowell as, as a police officer, and he lived in Lowell at one time, but he also was a sergeant, supervised many police officers in Lowell. And then he, then he was the director of the academies and uh, both two police academies, one for the Lowell Police Department and one for Methuen Police Department. Um, he's got mass. I think he has two master's degrees. I know he has a master's degrees. He has a master's degree in um, wellness and maybe one in law enforcement. I don't know, he'll tell us, but um, <laughs> anyway, I mean, I can go on and on about Tom, but Tom, you're out there. Hey Mike. 
What did I miss? Jersey, yeah. No, you set you set the bar pretty high. Now I really have to I have to come through for you guys. But uh, both uh, the Podfather and Jersey Ed, good friends of mine, and you know I've learned a lot from both of you. And I know that recovery is a big part of your life. And I've learned a lot from Mike watching him in his recovery. Mm. I know he mentioned a little bit uh, about what I did as a police officer and exercise is really was a, a big part of my life. But it's also uh, it might be the last thing you think about, but it's actually a big part of recovery because it's really pretty similar. And what I think about from the people I know and I've been around in recovery is that um, and studies have shown this too, as well, that one thing about exercise is you get a routine. And when you're early on in your recovery, that's what you need. You need a routine. So you start to, uh, whether it's go out for a walk or go to the gym or go for a run or meet some people, it helps you. It helps you in your recovery. It helps your health. It helps you sleep. Sometimes you're angry. It calms you down. There are so many things that uh, you can get out of exercise, you put the time in, that'll help you in your recovery. And that's what I've seen uh, over right. the years. Right. And Tom, let me let me talk about the mental health part of this, um, because a lot of police officers, they suffer from, as you know, anxiety, PTSD, um, depression. They have problems um, w- w- with the job itself. They have problems with their own their own personal lives. We know suicide, addiction. Uh, big parts of, um, you know, law enforcement um, is right up there in the top, you know, two or three as far as um, suicide. Just that alone is scary. But, um, you know, you, you and I have been to many, many homes to tell people their loved ones weren't coming home. We've also been to mm-hmm. many homes of police officers that, you know, weren't coming home. And, um, you know, exercise, nutrition, um, very helpful with depression, anxiety. Right, Tom? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that. It, it may be often overlooked, but a lot of times, and, and believe it or not, you know, you, you're the personality, the, the personality of an addictive person is really pretty close to uh, a person that does a lot of exercise. I mean, Mike knows me personally that if I don't exercise a certain day, I'm not the same. It's just mm-hmm. like the people, if they don't have the drink of the drug. You know, so our personalities are close and I don't want to say I'm substituting or I'm promote, you know, trying to encourage people to substitute one addiction for the other. But what I'm saying is that it, it's very easy to make that crossover from addiction to exercise. There's a big thing in exercise about uh, what happens to you mentally and uh, endorphins are released in your body when you're exercised that regardless of who you are, and what you do. And that's kind of like a natural high. You know, mm-hmm. you see people, they exercise and they say, oh, I feel good. That was a nice run or a nice walk, a nice time in the gym. So that's what they need. That's that's very, very common in someone in recovery. They want that feeling. And you can get that from exercising. Uh, so that's why I think, and I think like Mike said, you have a lot of the police officers um, that it's, it's a tough job. You work in all hours, different hours, your sleep pattern is off. And that's another thing with, um, well, I think of it with exercise is exercise helps you sleep. A lot of times your sleep pattern is off when you're in recovery, you don't have a routine. You know, maybe you you kind of find, I don't want to say the right person, but you're, you're with a different crowd. Instead of hanging at the bar, you're hanging at the gym. Mm-hmm. So that helps your routine. 
and then it, it really helps your self-confidence. I mean, I know uh, Mike recently when lost a lot of weight, he took some of these wellness ideas and changed his diet around and he, he feels so much better. So I think it, it's, it's really a, a good parallel to recovery. I'm not saying that it substitutes, you know, the 12 step program or, you know, being with your therapist or anything like that at all. But um, it's more of a, uh, that instead of substituting it supplements, it's something in addition. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a great point. And you're preaching to the choir because Jersey Ed, I mean, nothing pisses me off more than if I get a, if I get a call from him and I answer and I hear, Hey, Hey, yeah, oh, listen, this is what we got to do for the show. I go, wait, 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 are you running? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm running 21 today. I'm like 21. I won't even drive 21 unless I, you know, have a cup of coffee with me, you know? <laughs> uh, well, Podfather yeah, yeah. And, and Tommy, this this is and this is right up my alley here. And, uh, you know, I think this is going to be a five-hour show today because of its exercising. <laughs> and, and you and I can talk forever. But you're right. Those endorphins are released. Um, even just you, just hearing you talk about it, I could feel it going. Like, cause I'm like, and I understand it. I get it. I know it. And it just, you know, cause, and I'm in recovery. I mean, obviously we, we know that, but, um, people who are in recovery gets that, gets that feeling and, and we don't have to get high. We don't have to fuck up our bodies. Um, we don't have to mess anything up, you know, our lives or whatever. We just go out and exercise. And in turn, I like what you said about the podfather. Podfather took some of these, um, these tips into his own life and started losing weight. You lose weight mentally. You feel better podfather we know from past shows that you feel better mentally because of you know your anxiety level has gone way down sure, um because sure. of exercise my anxiety level has gone way down because of exercise right. um, well i'm a firm you know, so, believer so. if you have only one chin um if you have only one chin you know your, your life's going to be a little bit better you know <laughs> you know it's amazing yeah. you know it's amazing i weighed 242 my highest at one time i'm five foot eight and you know i really I knew I had a belly, but I never really looked at myself as fat until I lost weight. And I go, oh my God, I was a balloon, you know, <laughs> but being where I'm at now, as you go in, plus I'm 66, as you're going into those twilight years, you know, you want to go in there as fit as possible. Mm. I don't want a stroke. I don't want a heart attack. I don't want diabetes. I don't want any of that stuff. I don't want cancer. But one thing I can prevent is I can prevent being obese and I can mm. prevent that. And, you know, it's really good. But again, who did I go to to ask about it was Tommy Fleming, you know, mm-hmm. um, I have a, a younger daughter and she's absolutely gorgeous. 27. All my kids are very healthy, attractive, wonderful children. And uh, when, when she was younger, she was a cheerleader and she had a little pressure on her, I think, you know, because she might've had that little bit of baby fat that, you know, a lot of kids have it, especially mm-hmm. girls. And I brought her to see Tommy and Tommy had told her at one time, Kara, he said, when you're making portions, make them the size of your fist. And mm-hmm. of course she's a little girl, she has small hands and that's always stuck in my head. And until I actually started doing it, it started to work. And I, I, mean, I did it 15 years, 12 years after he told her about it. But anyway, so as far as what's going on now with yeah. in law enforcement, we see it, um, you know, I'm a 35 year vet, you're a 35 year vet, you know, what, what do you think? I mean, it, it, are they going to come through this? Are all these young cadets, uh, is policing going to be so much different five years from now um, well, than, it, than it is now? What do you think? Yeah, I think that um, it's it's interesting. You, you bring that topic up. I just read an article yesterday about how the military 
is having an extremely difficult time reaching their recruiting goals because they can't find young men and women that can meet the initial physical fitness standards. <laughs> and, and the military, the Department of Defense, they're looking to work with health and human services and other cabinet level positions to actually put a big program together all over the country to help uh, middle school and elementary school boys and girls about health so that when they get to high school age, they'll be prepared to join the military. Um, and I don't think it's much different in law enforcement at all. I, I was never really, when I ran the police academies, and as Mike said, I started the first academy in 1996, and my last academy was in 2018. So it was about 20, uh, 22, 24 years. And I never really trained police officers when it came to physical fitness part of the academy to you know, be fast, chase a suspect, because you can do that in the police academy and run all these sprints and try to get fast. But if you don't do it the rest of your life, you don't mm -hmm. stay fast. Right. So I tried to I tried to use that time more in terms of health. How can we get the how can we teach the young recruits to be healthy? And hopefully when they graduate from the academy, they'll they'll learn something and they'll stay healthy. And they always said to me, you know, why do we run? You know, I'm never going to chase someone four miles or five miles. <laughs> That's for sure. I know I wasn't. You know? <laughs> and, and when we started in the academy, we'd have a program. The first week, you'd run a mile. And the academy was 20 weeks long. And by the end of the academy, you'd run 10 miles. But that was all about there. I was teaching them mental discipline, mm. how to handle stress how to be healthy. And a lot of them, a lot of them have kept up with it. A lot of them have gone through on to run marathons. Many of them just stay in physical condition. And I'm not a proponent of necessarily uh, going out and running marathons. I've never run one myself, um, but I'm the same height and weight I was when I graduated from high school. Oh my God. So that gives you, that gives you an idea. Uh, I have, I mean, I've run a lot of some crazy distances. I've done some, you know, 30 and mile runs and stuff like that. But um, so I think that the young boys and girls, the big thing is at, at the academy level is to get them healthy, teach them to be healthy. And uh, honestly, that whole thing about chasing suspects is very blown up. You see it on TV. In real life, the average cop probably chases someone about three or four times a year, an right, entire year. Right. You know, That's we've right. got we've got radios and other police officers and backup, and you know, usually you chase someone for a hundred yards and it's over. Right, Although right. I've had some pretty long. Oh days. yeah, you certainly have. I am. <laughs> Listen, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and talk about some of your chases. All right. <laughs> hey, uh, answering the call, first responders podcast. We'll be right back. You're first, first to respond, first to put others' lives before your own. And in an emergency, you need a network that puts you first, that connects you to technology, to each other, and to other agencies. Build with and for first responders. FirstNet, the only congressionally authorized wireless network for first responders. Because putting you first is our job. 
Since 1992, Genesis House has been helping real people heal from addiction on their private recovery campus in beautiful Palm Beach County, Florida. Their family-owned program is accredited by the Joint Commission and offers detox and dual diagnosis treatment in a comfortable and confidential setting. At Genesis House, they focus on treating the underlying causes of addiction. Their comprehensive approach includes psychiatric care, individual and small group therapy, trauma healing techniques, and holistic care including yoga, massage, and animal-assisted therapy. After treatment, their clients enjoy the lifelong support of a nationwide network of Genesis House alumni. Call Genesis House today at 1-800-737-0933 to speak with someone who understands. Visit them on the web at www.genesishouse.net. It's time to start your journey to a long and successful recovery. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Answering the Call First Responders podcast. I am the podfather, Mike Miles, and I'm here with... Jersey Ed, guys. Jersey Ed and our, <laughs> and our good friend and uh, guest, Tom Fleming. We'll get right back to Tom in a minute. Just, Jersey yeah, Ed. Jim- Oh, you got some numbers here, Podfather, um, for the for just some help if if you're having some mental or or uh, or physical or whatever uh, you know uh, psychological problems, and if you want to talk to somebody, um, copline.org can help. Um, that's copline, c o p l i n e dot org, and uh, there's and you can also call them at one eight hundred copline. That's one eight hundred two six seven five four six three. And um, that's some specific lines for police officers or manned by police officers that will help you with any kind of situation you might be in. Um, so if you're feeling stuck or low or maybe you're, you know that, that you're, you're not worth it anymore, please call that number or get to a hospital or, or get a hold of somebody and, and you know call, call those folks. Um, and also Friends and Recovery Community Support and Friends and Recovery Podcast Facebook pages and um, Instagram pages. Make sure you like us and all that stuff too. And Podfather, before we bring Tommy back in, and Tommy, you heard that commercial too, First Net built by AT and T right. guys. I mean, come on. I know we talk, talked about it at the beginning right. of the show, but that commercial and just it's just so cool to have these guys as sponsors and 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 knowing that there's a specific network for the first for you guys for you know right. just specifically right. for you guys, huh? Right. Yeah, and you know, um, Tommy and I can both uh, we've both been in power outages. We've been in catastrophes where there's been floods and you know bad fires and and just especially excuse me, up in New England, we, you lose power more, more times than not, you know, when there's a, when there's a heavy, heavy snowstorm, old New England is old New England. And basically, you know, we, we have a lot of wires down. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, snowstorms some, and sometimes for days. So yeah. having, having a sponsor like FirstNet built by AT&T um, and, and just to know that it's there, you know, uh, it's a comforting, uh, you know, for someone like myself who's been in law enforcement m- most more than half his life. It's it's very comforting. Yeah. 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 You know, Mike. Mike, I uh, I just went into the AT and T store the other day. I was getting my phone there, and sure enough, right in the window, big big right. advertisement for the for the net program for the yep. first responders, police and fire. And uh, yep, I've one. had an AT and T phone. I had that for a while. I like it a lot. I know you have. I know it's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's 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 quite impressive and, and very flattering that they contacted uh, Jersey Ed and, and um, Skyler and Melissa and Taylor down in um, you know, Genesis and and here we are, you know, they're, they're sponsoring our, our podcast and this podcast here, and uh, you know, we're just all about helping people in in law enforcement, um, veterans, you know, corrections, EMS. I mean, that's what we're here for. 
you know, we're doing this, we're going into our third year and I'm proud, I'm proud to be um, able to say that, you know, we, we have such a, a fabulous sponsor as we have with Genesis House too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so we're yeah. back here, Tom. Tom, before we went on a break, we're talking about running. Um, I just got a couple things. I remember one night, one night I was working a cruiser and I heard Tommy Fleming was a patrolman and Tommy was known for his running uh, privates back then. He was he, he, Special Olympics. Every year he'd run the Special Olympics up in Massachusetts. I actually think he's in the Special Olympics Hall of Fame for the money he's raised <laughs> over the years. And and um, so so I hear I hear a radio burst go out. I'm in foot pursuit. Um, I'm heading up um, Chestnut Street and I'm coming I'm in a cruiser. I'm coming down Andover Street, and he's chasing a bad guy from uh, a nightclub. And and I thought, oh, this guy has no idea who's chasing him, you know. And and Tommy's like a gazelle, and he's running and he's speaking. Most cops would be in a foot chase. You can't understand him. Tommy's crystal clear. All right, we're turning right onto High Street. You know, I'm <laughs> I'm almost behind him. I'm almost. And I was so excited that I I came flying across the intersection up on the sidewalk, and the bad guy looked over his left shoulder. We never saw the cruiser, and he he kind of ran into me and went right over the hood, and we got him. You know, but, but and then another time, Tommy asked me for a ride <clears throat> a ride to Reading Center. So from Lowell to Reading's about twenty two miles. So I drove him, and he said I'm getting dropped off. He had a he had a torch with him and he said, um, I'm going to meet some guys and we're going to run into Boston, which was about 15 miles from where we were. And I thought, all right. And he got out of the car and off he went, you know, and I've never <laughs> seen anything like this. But uh, so, Tom, what's the farthest you ever run? Yeah, um, I appreciate you bringing up about the Special Olympics. <laughs> uh, that That's close to I, I always did that as a charity. I helped to raise money for did. Special sure. Olympics. Right. Yeah. Law Enforcement Torch Run for Special Olympics. It's a program all over the country, a charity program where where law enforcement helps to raise money for the Special Olympians. You know, you, you get sponsors so much per mile. So um, I, Mike dropped me off, like you said, one day in Reading, and I ran into Boston, and I got sponsors so much per mile, and I raised a couple hundred dollars. Mm. And then another time I ran from Lowell to Boston, it was about 33 miles, and I brought the torch to the opening ceremony, and they kept telling me if, you know, is there a way to raise more money? And ultimately I, I was raised probably, uh, well, well over $500,000 in wow. a few years for the special Olympics. And I was inducted into the special Olympics hall of fame, which is a real honor to be with those special athletes. But wow. I decided that what I could do, if I could get some sponsors, I, I, I got someone to take me out to the uh, New York border <laughs> way out in Western Massachusetts and uh, they dropped they dropped me off there on a Monday morning out out in Williamstown on the New York border, and I ran every day, um, thirty miles a day, five days in a row, one hundred and fifty miles to the state house. Governor Romney was a governor at the time, and he met me there at the state house. Wow! And um, so I don't think I would do that again. Uh, <laughs> by the, by the third day, I couldn't even walk. Uh, West, Western Massachusetts is very, very hilly, much worse than I thought, but we had a course mapped out. And what we do is we'd run for an hour or so, and we ran on courses where there are elementary schools and middle schools, and we'd stop and we'd talk to the children about Special Olympics, you know, get a little something to eat, then run for another hour. And we do that all day long. And uh, we did that five days a week, myself and Rick Murr, a friend of mine, 
with Special Olympics and uh, ran all the way across the state. But, you know, getting back to the first responders and, and uh, police officers, even the military as well, is that um, when, when you're exercising, that helps to build your confidence. You know, you say, well, let's go walk. We're going to walk a mile. We're going to walk two miles. We're going to walk three miles. And you meet people in recovery. And it helps to get them in a routine. The exercise is good. And it really builds people confidence that they say, oh, I can do that. You know, I can be able to do this. And then it helps your composure. Sometimes you have a lot of negativity when you're in recovery. And when you're exercising, that really makes you feel better. You feel confident. It does away with that negativity. Learn to deal with the anger. You're sleeping better um, be as a result of the exercise. Yeah, it increases your energy. You're in a better mood. And it's funny that all these things I'm mentioning about exercise are things that oftentimes come up in, you know, in therapy or in counseling when you're talking about addiction, regardless of the drug of choice is that we're talking about mood. We're talking about anger. We're talking about confidence, uh, talking about your health, your sleep, your routine, who you spend time with. And that's why I think exercise could play a big role in helping people with, with recovery. And I know we're almost near the end, but I have a couple of things that I always tell people is I ask them, especially young, young boys and girls, I ask them, what's the most important thing about today's workout? And they'll say, oh, how many push-ups I do, or how many sit-ups I do, or how much weight I lift, or how far I run. I said, no, the most important thing about today's workout is tomorrow's workout. Mm. And they say, oh, what do you mean by tomorrow's workout? I said, yeah, well, you know, if you mess up today and you do too much, you do too hard, you do, then you're not going to exercise tomorrow. And that's the same in recovery. What's the most important thing about today is getting to tomorrow. And that's the most important thing about exercises, especially people eager to get into it. They do too much too soon. So whenever you're exercising, you always got to think about what's the important thing about today is I want to make sure I can exercise tomorrow. And it's come back to the same thing. It's one day at a time, mm-hmm. whether whatever it is, it's one day at a time. Tommy, you know, that's that's something I use all the time. I but I I, I kind of focus on it another way. Remember tomorrow. That's yeah. whatever I do. If it's exercise, if I want to go out another ten miles instead of you know whatever it is, remember tomorrow. And 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 I live by that in every part of my life. So thank you for bringing that up. In one day at a time. You know, it's funny. I um again I go back to my children. Um, my daughter Kara, she's, she's very accomplished. You know, like all my killed kids are, but. She is the youngest, so I feel like <laughs> I always tell her to be careful when she's driving. She texted me a couple of weeks ago and said, Dad, I'm 27. I, I am careful when I drive. You don't have to say it every day, you know, but it just but I, I she said to me one day, she goes, you know, Dad, this one day at a time is really a good way to to look at life. And she doesn't have a problem with any substances or anything. But I always say, just try to keep it in the day. That way you don't have to worry about the past. You don't have to worry about the future. Just keep it in the day and your life will be so much better. Suck it back in when you start worrying about three weeks from now, your vacation, the bills you got to pay, the money. Because you know what? If you just, we know, we keep it in the day. But uh, Tom, so good having you as a guest. We're going to have you on again, I think, very soon. Um, We can talk about another topic. I appreciate you doing this. Um, I think if if anybody, we've been doing this for 30 32 years. Uh, I'm sorry. We've been doing this from uh, 
Um, I got a mug up there. I think it says 87. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, we've been doing this for, for quite a while. Tommy and I, we started a, um, a nonprofit called New Attitudes back in the 80s, 87. Um, and all we did, neither one of us had any education towards, you know, what we have now. But we were helping cops that had problems because we both had problems. And we helped each other. And then we got help from other police officers, Rick Manley from the state police. We went down to Pittsburgh. We, we were at a convention down there for chiefs of police. But my point is, Tommy's always been about helping police officers, Special Olympics. I mean, what's more near and dear to anyone's heart than Special mm-hmm. Olympics, especially mm-hmm. when you get to see the Olympians and their accomplishments. And Tommy, you know, I had an older brother who was what they deemed retarded back in the forties, special needs. Uh, he passed away in 94, but you know, I was always so proud to watch what you did. And Chris and I actually followed you the last mile and a half of one of the times you ran into college stadium and all those Olympians were there. And I'll tell you, you couldn't help but get emotional. It was just amazing. So Tom, thanks for coming on. Well, thank you. Thank you, Jersey Ed, and thank you, Podfather, for having me. And uh, I look forward to being back with you. You're great guys. You're doing good work for all the first responders. I appreciate it. And thanks to AT&T as well. All right. That's right, guys. Yeah. Yeah. First net built built by AT&T. Podfather, what a great show. And, uh, you know, Tommy, we definitely need you back on because we can keep going and going and going and talk about all this. Yeah, so. he could do his own show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, Trump Absolutely. Show. Right. Hey, answering the call, the First Responders Podcast. Stay, Stay safe. safe, everybody. <laughs> I'll get it one day, I promise, guys. Yeah, right. <laughs> Stay hey, safe. Great show. Great Thanks, show. Tommy. Bye, everybody.